Hey guys, I'm Chastity, and you're listening to the Ancient Conspiracies Podcast, where we connect the origins of some of the most popular conspiracy theories with biblical history. Surprise! Happy Thanksgiving! I had not planned to do a podcast today, and this actually isn't a technical podcast. I'm just doing a headlines post today. There's been a couple of things in the headlines recently that I just felt compelled to come on and share with you, um, some of which are very interesting and fascinating that I wanted you to be aware of. So we're going to dive right in, and today's going to be laid back. I'm not reading from a script. I'm just going to share my heart with you today. So first and foremost is the Euphrates River has made lots of headlines recently for drying up. Now we know that we're seeing worldwide water shortages. Uh, Water everywhere across the globe is drying up and the Euphrates River is no exception. Now what's interesting about this is back in 2009 I was working in the ministry and a friend of mine came across an article about the Euphrates River drying up even back then. Now that was in the beginning stages nowhere near what we're seeing today. And that article 13 years ago kicked off my interest in end times prophecy. I'd remembered reading about the four angels bound at the Euphrates River. So this sent me on a journey to study end times prophecy. And I'm still studying it and been fascinated by it for 13 years. So anyhow, the articles that are coming out recently about the Euphrates River drying up are significant because they connect to these four angels that are said to be bound there that will be released once the Euphrates River has dried up. Now, this is in Revelations uh, chapter 9. It's also in Revelations chapter 16. In Revelations chapter 9, we're told that the sixth angel uh, blew its trumpet and the four angels, which are bound at the great river Euphrates, were loosed and they had been prepared for this very day, hour, month, and year to slay a third part of mankind. Now, the pastor, Stephen Anderson, who I've followed in the past, he's a little controversial for those of you who are familiar with him. He has a very unique take on these angels, which I found fascinating. And he points out that back in Genesis, after the banishment of Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden, God placed angels around the tree of life, quote, turned every way. That's found in Genesis chapter 3 verse 24, which could be interpreted as likely four angels facing each of the four direction points guarding the tree. Now, in the book of Enoch, Enoch sees the tree of life on a mountaintop. Now, this would have been after the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden, but before the flood. And Michael, the archangel, tells Enoch that the tree is being protected so that it's not touched by any flesh until the time of the great judgment. And only then will it be given to the just and the humble. And it will allow them to live with no sickness and affliction and will extend their lifespan to, quote, live a long life upon the earth as thy fathers lived, unquote. So this is very interesting to me, and it ties right along with what we're talking about in secret societies, because this sounds eerily similar to the mysterious philosopher's stone, which was also believed to cure sickness and affliction and extend their lifespan. And this is what was passed down through the secret societies that they were trying to recreate through alchemy, this philosopher's stone. So it's very interesting that the tree of life also shares these qualities. Now, after the flood of Noah, there's no telling where this tree ended up. However, Genesis also lists four different rivers associated with the Garden of Eden, and the Euphrates River is one of them. So we know that the Euphrates River bordered in some way the Garden of Eden. 
And we're actually told that the tree of life resides by these rivers in not only Genesis, but Ezekiel chapter 47 and in Revelations 22. So Stephen Anderson put forth the idea, could it be that the tree of life is still on planet Earth, being guarded by these four angels under the Euphrates River, having been swept there during the flood? Now, if you've never studied Revelations, and I hope to do this with you guys next year, I would like to go through Revelations and study it so that it's not as mysterious. The second half of Revelations basically repeats the first half of Revelations with just different verbiage. So Revelations chapter 9, we're told that the sixth angel had a trumpet and this loosed the four angels that were bound at the Euphrates River. But when you get to Revelation 16, the sixth vial is poured out. And this is when the Euphrates River dries up and when these four angels are released. So you see the same story in both settings, but they're different occurrences. In the first part of Revelations, it's a trumpet. In the last part of Revelations, it's a vial. So that's a possible solution for who these four angels are. Now, Perry Stone gives an alternate suggestion, and his is more plausible in my opinion. This was really fascinating to me. He starts off by talking about Daniel and how there's a story in the Bible where Daniel was fasting and praying and it took 70 days for his prayer to be answered and when the angel finally reaches him with the answer he mentions that he's been in a battle with the prince of Persia which was actually a principality spirit uh, for those 70 days trying to reach Daniel. So Perry Stone puts forth the idea that there are principality spirits over the nations and we're going to cover this concept in a future episode. So what he was basically saying is that as each kingdom throughout history has been conquered, the spirit or the principality who presided over that kingdom was conquered and then had to be bound somewhere. And all of the kingdoms that resided close to the Euphrates River, which was uh, the kingdom of Babylon, the kingdom of Persia, then the Greeks came in, and then finally the Roman Empire took over that area. This was all within the realm of the Euphrates River and original Babylon, which happened to be close to the location where the original Garden of Eden would have been. So as each of these empires collapsed, the angels presiding over them were bound after the battle. And the animals that represented these kingdoms become important. The animal that represented Babylon was a lion. The animal that represented Persia was a bear. The animal that represented Greece was a leopard. And then there was a seven-headed beast, which we believe to represent Rome. Now, the beast of Revelations 13, who comes out of the sea, resembles a leopard with the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion. And the Antichrist gives this beast its power. Now, Perry Stone claims that it's possible that as each of these empires fell, the principalities over each nation was bound, like we said, where the nation was located, all at the Euphrates River. And these could be the angels that are loosed, which form the empire of the Antichrist. And then they go out and kill a third of mankind, which I just thought was a very fascinating perspective uh, for these four angels, which are bound at the Euphrates and are said to be loosed when the Euphrates River dries up. And that's in the book of Revelation. 
So the other thing I wanted to touch on briefly today is about Elon Musk. Now, I've seen some things circulating, and it's just too hard to pass up sharing with you. There are pictures that have been posted in our group on Facebook of Elon Musk and his Halloween costume from this year, 2022, where he's wearing what looks like an evil gothic samurai warrior outfit. And people have actually done Google searches on this costume and tracked down the name of it. It's actually called the Devil's Champion, and it's a blood red color with black trim and layers of shielding that almost look like scales. It reminded me of a dragon. And on the chest plate is a picture of Baphomet with an upside down cross on his forehead. And there are also pictures of Baphomet on the shoulder plates and upside down crosses on the shin plates. And this was a very intriguing. One of the other things that I hadn't noticed before was when he went to the 2018 Met Gala, the back of his jacket was engraved Novus Ordo Seclorum, which means New World Order. It's actually under the pyramid on our dollar bill. So that's another very interesting um, connection to Elon Musk. Now, what's weird about this is that there's a lady that's come forward who I also shared in the comments of the picture of him in his Halloween costume. I don't know whether to believe her or not, but I'm sharing it just for information's sake. She claims to have been a housekeeper for his family once they moved from South Africa here to the United States. She claims that his original name that she knew him by as a small child was El Elyon, which means God Most High. Elyon is actually a name of God Almighty. And so it was very interesting that it has morphed, she said over the years, from Elyon to Elon Musk. And she makes some kind of outrageous claims that I'm not for sure are truth. And you just never know. There are people that come out of the woodwork for things. But she claims that he opened a portal in front of her. And she had asked his mother at one point in time or his caretaker at the time if he was the Antichrist, even as a small child, because he had certain abilities. And the caretaker, or she claimed it was his mother, uh, basically said he was not the Antichrist, but that he would bring forth the mark of the beast. And when the Mark of the Beast came about, the Antichrist was sure to follow shortly. So what I found interesting about that is whether or not that's true, what we're seeing in reality of what has come from Elon Musk is not only these um, very evil, occultic, uh, satanic things that he's wearing, but also in my studies of the secret societies, there's a very interesting connection to the name of his most recent baby son. He named his son a very interesting name, X Ashe A12. Now that's what he calls his son. And the ashe is what's in question. It's an A and an E that are almost connected. They're not separate letters. It's a very unique symboling, and I've noticed this in my secret societies. It's actually called the Aeon of Horus is where I've seen it as I've been doing studies on these secret societies. And it's an A-E and then an O-N, but the A-E, again, are connected, literally touching each other. It's not a normal character on on your keyboard and that's the name of his son now he claims that the x and then ash 
A12 is representative of the A12, the Archangel 12, which was the precursor to the SR-71 plane, which he called the coolest plane ever. Now, Grimes, the singer that is the mother of his child, she also gave an, exp an explanation for this name. X was the unknown variable. The AE, which is called Ash by Elon, she calls it her version, an elven spelling of AI as in artificial artificial intelligence. And then, of course, she also agrees that the A-12 was the precursor to the SR-71. She says that it was a plane that had no weapons or defenses, just speed. It was great in battle, but non-violent. In other occultic circles, the AE combined like that in this very unique symbol means age, age of Horus, or in other cultures, it was the age of Apollo. Horus and Apollo are going to be aliases of the Antichrist. So Aeon of the Antichrist is going to be the age of the Antichrist. And what are we seeing the technologies that come from Elon Musk? Well, first of all, he has Tesla and Tesla is the electronic cars. He's trying to go green energy. It's a tribute to the inventor Nikola Tesla, who coincidentally had a fascination with the pyramids, uh, which again, this Aeon of Horus would have been Egyptian Horus. He also had his hand in PayPal, which is digital currency. Now, he wasn't the founder of PayPal, but he came in on the back end and bought them out. But what are we moving towards these days? We're moving off of paper currency and onto cryptocurrency. So I found that interesting connection. He also founded Neuralink, which is a brain machine interface. It basically connects humans to computers. AI, again, connecting similar to the name of his son, according to his son's mother, Grimes. Now, there was an article that came out in December 2021 that says that this Neuralink is working well in monkeys and they'd also tested it in pigs. And then there was an article earlier this year that said the Neuralink chip could see the end of language in five to 10 years. Now, I don't know if that means we're all connected to AI and there's no need to communicate anymore or we're all communicating through computers. I don't know, but that's a very scary and futuristic thought. He's also come out with the Starlink satellites, and these are very incredible because they're supposedly able to provide coverage, cell phone coverage, to every single person on Earth, including in the remotest of locations like deep in the Amazon jungle. Now, he promotes this like cell service as if you're stranded some remote place where there's no typical cell service. You'll be able to have emergency contact with the Starlink satellites in order to make an emergency phone call, for example. But this really enforces kind of that realm of the beast where no man can buy, sell, or trade without the mark. And you're living in a world where everything is known. We are slowly moving towards this, and this is the technology that he's coming out with. And then lastly is SpaceX. He has come alongside SpaceX, and he's providing private transportation for space exploration. What I found interesting about this is that the capsules that he's using to fly into outer space are called dragon, dragon capsules. And that's kind of the way he looked with his outfit on Halloween. He was in this very scary samurai warrior costume that reminded me of a red dragon. It had the face of Baphomet. I don't know. It was all just very um, surreal to see. 
So whether or not you believe the woman who's come out and basically said she had these experiences with him as a child, you know, there's an old saying, actions speak louder than words. And I think we're seeing, regardless of her testimony of her experiences with him, the outfits that he's wearing, which are satanic in nature, the New World Order, which is end times prophecy depictions, his actions are speaking very loudly. And the technologies that he's involved with are very beast system, if we can say that. So I just wanted to come on and share those two things with you. First of all, the Euphrates River drying up. Second of all, Elon Musk is is somebody that I will be keeping a very close eye on going forward. Not saying that he's the Antichrist, but I do believe that he is bringing forth the technology that will bring about the mark of the beast. So anyhow, I hope you guys have enjoyed that. I just wanted to come on and give you that little bit of information to think about. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, and we will be back next week talking about the second half of the Secret Societies. We'll see you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving.